Welcome back to Comic vs. Philosopher. Last week we were discussing why we feel so empty inside, or what is nihilism, and the very meaning of life hangs in the balance. Let's get back to the conversation and see who will win this week, and if we can answer the question, what is nihilism, and why do I feel so empty inside? As old as the old sophists and skeptics, they say, yeah, but you just made that up. There truly is no meaning. There is no God. Uh, your, your, your church is just a farce. You're just trying to get money. You're just trying to get the pool boy with your wife. You're just trying to, you know, whatever base pleasure, pain response thing it is you're trying to do, really, there is no meaning to it. In a million years, because hmm. they, they ask questions like this, in a million years when the human species is dead and there's nothing left on this ice ball of a planet, Will any of it will any of it have even mattered? Uh, okay, well. If you answer if you answer no to that, then you're a nihilist and the, the skeptics win. If you answer yes to that, then you're not, and it's it, that's where I find the the interesting answer to be. Well, I I can refute that. Please. Uh, as you know, our podcast is one of the few human communications that are transmitted into the universe. Yes, this is, you've established this. Yeah. So thousands of years from now when we're all gone mm-hmm. and the dinosaurs make a comeback, yep. uh, our words will be heard by other civilizations. Indeed. And they will have meaning. It'll mean something. So Kara, <laughs> you're, just not, you're not just on a simple podcast. Oh, I, I can tell. You are perpetuating the human race. <laughs> That's right. In abstentia. Wow. That is. Yeah. I don't. Don't get profound. nervous. Oh, I'm don't not nervous. nervous. I'm, I'm okay. really leaning into that. Oh, that, was the, that was the best sarcasm in anyone's voice I've ever heard in my life. Oh, I can tell. I'm going to give myself negative one for that. Personally, I'm just going to carry around negative one all day. Negative one. So it's one nothing. I'm, I'm climbing up. I'm climbing up. The no, no, uh, no, no. I, no, I banked that into my personal count. Yeah, I have oh, my right. own scoreboard at this point then. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. All right. Kara, all right. Kara so it's, it's, so Kara's made three good points. Phil actually has not made any points. He's probably at negative three. No. So it's yeah. three, negative three, zero is how the score actually goes. I think that's okay. accurate. Yes. Ah, so there is accuracy in reality then. There is truth, you're saying. <laughs> so, okay. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of, in terms of uh, what we contribute as human beings, right? It's very, it's somewhat temporal, about, although obviously we're looking at great art, you know, from 600 years ago in mm-hmm. the Renaissance, right? Yes. I mean, great things seem to last a long time. Yes, like I think great, I like think two hundred years from now, people will sing. If we're around, people will know Beatles songs. I just think they will. Right, um, and what is? I mean, what would a nihilist say about climate change? Like, have we not shifted the whole world? Hmm. You know, what would you like? We're shifting the world all the time. We're living. We are living in the reality that has been created from generations before us. They have shaped Indeed. this plane that we're sitting in. Oh, yes, for sure. So, I don't What would they say about that? Well, it yeah. depends on the nihilist. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, more of a French postmodernist nihilist that also is anti-capitalist would say, clearly, because nihilism exists and there is no moral truth, at the end of the day, all there is is the will to power. 
All there is is the strong dominating the weak. And that's always in every society the way it's been. And that's the way it will always be for humans. Any religion is created just as an obfuscation so that the weak can feel great that they have a big brother in the sky who is going to, you know, punish the wicked, the strong who, mm. who abuse them at the end of the day, which is a complete falsity and complete lie that they tell themselves. And climate change is a direct result of this. Every society fails. The rich uh, rule the society. They rule it for short-term goals only because they're stupid. Uh, mm. they're, not, they're not the smart. They're the, they're the strong. Uh, and... Uh, uh, they run every society into the ground, and that's been the story of every society ever tried by humankind. And climate change is just the result of our incredible technological impact. The only thing that progresses over history is not morality. It's not, it's not progressiveness in the pie in the sky. Yay, morality happens. You know, things get better. Racism goes away. That never goes away. That never happens. And there's some truth to this, by the way. The only thing that does progress, actually, is our technology at a frighteningly uh, mm -hmm. a competitive rate that no one, not even Clausewitz or Nietzsche or Machiavelli or Bacon, who said knowledge is power and set us on the, the scientific uh, revolution back in the 1500s, none of them could have predicted in any way, shape or form how dangerous and how lethal technology has gotten. Uh, that's what progresses in that regard. A true nihilist would say, who cares? It doesn't matter. We live, we die. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's all just made up. I, I just, I really bump up against that in the sense of that just sounds like such an excuse. It just sounds like mm. you don't want to actually do anything. So you're, if you're a nihilist, you're sitting here and saying nothing means anything. We're all just trying to soothe ourselves and selfish and don't care. And this existence is meaningless. And then it's just an excuse to not actually have to do anything and make the world a better place. Like it just sounds yeah. so unbelievably inherently selfish like you don't have to ascribe any religion or morality to it even but if you just want to sit there and just say well nothing matters and i'm just gonna do yeah we all are gonna sit around like using opo opioids and like i don't i just think that's mm -hmm. like a self-fulfilling prophecy that you're just sitting around and saying that and then you're just yes. choosing to engage in that type of behavior because if you have that lens on you can absolutely use confirmation bias and go, see, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I was yes. born this way. It's just like, right. Yeah. It's feeding into your own depression about it. And yes. it is actively a choice to engage in that mindset. Yes. Uh, another point, Kara, I could Thank not you. agree more. And you're absolutely right. Uh, She's rocking it. She is rocking it. Yeah, maybe we should have Kara on every show. <laughs> Kara, do you want to be on every show? No. Uh, your uh, no, first female guest to a female <laughs> co-host. You guys talk about progress. Hello. Yeah, I know. Here we are. Okay. Feminism. Go on. We did it. <laughs> feminism. It is solved. We oh my I'm god, kidding. I'm proud of you guys. I know very well feminism is not solved. I did not mean that in any interest way. Um, oh, slide. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, speaking on behalf of womankind. That's right. Uh, yeah, thank you. The, uh, no, uh, Josh, you, yes, Josh, yes, before you uh -huh. start again, yeah. um, Josh is like a steamroller. Because <laughs> I'm hot and, and steamy? Uh, not even close. <laughs> uh, but I'm thinking... Because I roll joints? And, and, but <laughs> I'm thinking the practical uh, you know, considerations of nihilism, right? Mm -hmm. If I wouldn't want to book an Airbnb with... The, the owner of the house who's a nihilist because mm -hmm. I would drive up there or fly in and I'd get there and the door's locked and he goes, why would you want to stay here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I would say you took my fucking money. Yes. 
Well, that's no, it, and that's. I just have to turn everything into Airbnb. <laughs> by the way, Comic Verse is a philosopher. Is sponsored by Airbnb. Yes, uh, that's one of our new sponsors that, that Phil hasn't managed to offend yet, uh, no. because there's no particular insensitive, politically incorrect language associated with Airbnb specifically. But I'm sure he'll find one pretty quickly. Josh, um, have you ever have you ever met a nihilist? Yes, sadly. Oh, wow! I was a nihilist for a time. If you're a true philosopher, Joshua. you have to. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Mom? 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 Is that, is that you? Uh, I, I, love, I love the dynamic of having care on you, actually. This is fantastic. It's great. But uh, no, no, but if you're a true philosopher, think of it this way, guys. If you're a true philosopher, as I try to be, mm -hmm. you literally have to try on every philosophy for size. You literally have to do what Rene Descartes did and go out to a cottage because it's safer to do this alone, kind of like a crazy person, quite frankly. And, and deny everything, every truth you ever believed, and then build up from nothingness to, to get to see if there are any truths, right? And when you do that, you're a nihilist. Like what you, you have to try nihilism on for size. Uh, so, so yeah, I have, I have a bit of nihilist. I've met tons of nihilists. Uh, nihilism is kind of the default position in philosophy right now because the last greatest philosopher, again, Frederick Nietzsche, he was a genius. Like he, 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 he was a genius and he knew it. And he destroyed philosophy on purpose. Because we were being kind of pricks, quite frankly, during his, his age. We're, we, we're still our pricks now. But we're, we're being, we're being, we've always been pricks, actually. That's why they put Socrates to death. That's why they keep killing us, because we're jerks who just keep saying the emperor has no clothes and the emperor doesn't like that. And so we get, get, keep getting put to death. But the way we were pricks in Nietzsche's time is that we were so overly religious, right? The three monotheism ruled philosophy in general and morality in particular, Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. And, you know, this is in a time when sodomy was literally illegal and, and homosexuals would be put to death. There was no, uh, no chance for you to be trans in any way, shape, or form, uh, not within society anyway. Uh, you know, there was ironclad moral uh, beliefs that led to colonialism and led to uh, <laughs> uh oh, uh, I'm, I'm receiving messages from the ether. <laughs> Phil just typed in the chat, Josh is not a philosopher. He's a homeless man who hears many, many voices. That, that is the short definition of a philosopher, my friend. <laughs> if, uh, a true philosopher anyway. Like uh, Diogenes, for example, or, or Socrates. Uh, Which Diogenes? One or two. Oh, oh, I give you a point. You've learned something. Yay! I did. You, there is, yeah, the, finally, finally. I, I think it was uh, Diogenes proper, I believe, was the, uh, the, the homeless man. Anyway, uh, I, uh, other, my other philosophical brothers and sisters and transgendered friends will probably make fun of me for that, but that's fine. Uh, anyway, so, uh, so Nietzsche wanted to break us out. I, there was some goodness in Nietzsche. He wanted to, to create this nihilism. He did that on purpose so that we would, it would force us, like, like tough love, like throwing a baby in, in, a, in a pool and saying swim. It would force them to either do it or not. And he said, life is not worth living if we don't create great things. Ah. Uh, and he didn't, he, he was actually, he wasn't a complete nihilist. He, he was ambivalent. He was, he was a, such a, a rhetorician, a beautiful rhetorician. If you ever get a chance to read translations of, of Nietzsche or, or in the original uh, German. Read it. Sorry, I'm, I'm still stuck on you calling throwing a baby in a pool tough love. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really struggling very, very with German. that sentiment. <laughs> I really, <laughs> sorry, yeah. I was just like, my brain really just... 
paused uh, on that beat for a second. Um, too far? Too far? Yeah. I think so. Like, yeah. Well, very, very German. Well, that's very Nietzschean, right? Very, very German tough love or Nietzschean tough love. In that case. I mean, damn, that's not tough love. Where's the that's, love in throwing a baby in a pool? Like, I think that's Well, if they murder. make it, they're strong. No, no. I don't think so. No, that's that's okay. child abuse. Child abuse. Well, I, I did. Nietzsche was a prick, so he he was maybe wow. one shade shy of that. But he he didn't never say there was oh. no truth. He just said, you know, what is the truth? The the real artist will make their own truth, and all the people who want to be artists are like, I want to be cool. I want to make my own truth. Mm. Yeah, but Josh, you know, but, but Josh, you know that Nietzsche's sister actually. Mm -hmm changed his words around he might have yes. been a nicer guy yes she did yes she he, did. he gently tossed the child into the water yes with, with a leash that but he, it, he could retrieve the child it does remind me i don't know if you guys are um if you guys are on TikTok at all and if not we could have chosen that also as a philosophical topic but um yeah, yeah. there are a lot of horrifying videos of in particular it seems to be potentially well-meaning white people who sign their infant oh, children up for swim lessons and it's like a survival swim thing so they do kind of oh, no. toss the baby in a pool and then the instructor basically stands over them and like snaps their fingers to try to teach them to roll onto their back and as a former swim instructor i find that very troubling oh, yeah. as a human being i find that very troubling as a philosopher yeah. slash swim instructor I bump up against that a lot. And yes, I have yeah. taken on that title because if life, if yeah. nothing is me, then I can say whatever the hell I want. Why can't I call myself this is a philosopher? This is true. You can call yourself a philosopher. <laughs> yeah, yes. Even, even literally, all it means is lover of wisdom. And so as long as you uh, pretend to love wisdom, you're a philosopher. But Pretend? That's all that's required. <laughs> wow. In, in loving relationships, just make them believe that you love them. That's right. Hmm. Wow. Now that wow. is depressing as fuck. Speaking, speaking of nihilism. <laughs> yes, can we talk about nihilism and love? I would love <laughs> to unpack that. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, oh. that's, the, well, that's the problem, right? Nihilism ruins everything. Yes. Uh, it ruins loving relationships. You, oh, last week's topic was self-love. It ruins your self-love because mm -hmm. you don't believe in anything about yourself is honest or true or earnest or mm -hmm. worth believing in. And all those emotional problems just seep in. You said it perfectly earlier, Kara, uh, is that, Nihilism is just an excuse for one's emotional problems to seep in without any try attempts to rationally combat it. Hmm. Right. And yeah. it seeps into it, it, it tends towards uh, tender rakish kind of just sexual relationships that mm -hmm. have no deeper meaning because they say there is no deeper meaning mm -hmm. or if there is you're, you're pretending or it's going to fail at some point. But right? that's a choice. Like the thing is just, that's a choice. That's, that's subscribing to that philosophy is mm -hmm. ultimately it feels hypocritical and anti-nihilist to say i'm nihilist nothing has meaning yes. you just chose that you're exactly. just assigning that meaning god yeah. i need to slap a nihilist <laughs> <laughs> yeah really get him over here well and you just said it perfectly another point for kara so that that's my solution you're absolutely right it's self-contradictory which the hardliners don't care about but right. at the end of the day we could say, well, it's self-contradictory. You can, yes, you can self-contradict yourself all you like, but you're not getting anywhere and you're not impressive and go away. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you're absolutely right. There is meaning. We create meaning. We, we intend, we find meaning. There are patterns in the stars. We don't just make them. There are patterns in mm -hmm. life. We don't just make them. Objective truth exists. I'm here to say, 
uh, an objective truth, even in morality exists, I'm here to say, or at the very least in, in goodness and what's good or bad, what hurts or what, what, what helps. There are practical facts there that we can follow that we'll want to. You know, uh, being a nihilist sucks and being a nihilist hurts and, and causes anarchy and causes more people to hurt. That's reason enough not to do it. I don't need any other justification other than that, that hurtness hurts, goodness is good. I will seek the good because of those reasons. So, so, yeah. I, so you, you couldn't be more right, Kara. Uh, and that's the, what I think. That's, uh, that's another point. <laughs> that is another I, I, Sure. She can have all the points. You have infinite points. Kara gets infinite points. <laughs> Are you just saying that because you're, you have that nihilism in you and you're, you really don't think that these points matter ah, because you can really? do that, but in my world, they do matter, which yeah. means that it matters, right? Even if it's just in my little tiny myopic view. Oh my no, goodness. No, That's, she's right because when I, I lose, I, I carry that around all day. Same. I, I sob, I weep. Profusely, <laughs> ladies, and, ladies and gentlemen, and transgender friends, he, he sounds like he's joking, but actually, he's really not. No, I take it personally. <laughs> he, he has not responded to my emails for days sometimes because I can tell that I've ticked him off. And, and you, know, you know, this whole, this whole conversation is getting me a little angry, and I'm going to take it out and know uh -huh. how because there's a bar in Silver Lake, and it's Thursday night, and that's Punch a Nihilist night. Now you've done it. Uh uh, right now you've done it yeah uh, you know that's oh. the funny thing one i'll tell you a story that's the joke right so postmodernists mm -hmm. and nihilists they say there is no morality nothing matters so one time i literally did this so um i didn't punch uh, a, a nihilist but i said uh, there's this kid you know early philosophy had his watch on beautiful watch uh, i said hey can I, he said there's nothing matters i'm a postmodernist there's no morality okay sure fine hey that's a nice watch uh, oh yeah yeah my dad gave it to me could i see it he's like oh yeah sure he gave it to me and i put it in my pocket <laughs> and he said, uh, what are you doing? I said, oh, it's, it's my watch now, thanks. He said, no, it's not. It's my watch. I said, no, it's mine. You said there's no truth. You said there's no morality. Oh! It's my watch now. Thanks very much. And I literally, I kept it for 10 minutes. And you wouldn't believe the amount of objective truth he suddenly believed in. Yep. That's <laughs> right? all it took. It's my watch, objective truth. I want it back, objective truth. I'm going to call the police, objective truth. You shouldn't have done that, objective truth. You're being a dick, objective truth. You're such an asshole, objectively true, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He espoused this postmodernist, suddenly espoused hundreds of objectively true statements and objective moral truths. He suddenly believed him and espoused were completely true. So that's all you have to do with a postmodernist or, or a skeptic or a nihilist is just steal something or... or, or or slap them. Well, I don't, I don't think you should slap anybody in the face, but steal something of theirs or, or, or threaten them in some way. And suddenly the world of objective truth is suddenly back because that's what the weak needs. They need truth. And, and whether the strong needs it or not, it exists whether they like it or not, as the smart know and have known since the beginning of time. So that's, so Kara, you're onto something huge there. No postmodernist is truly a postmodernist. No nihilist is truly a nihilist. They just have an emotional problem, quite frankly. They need psychological counseling. Yes. Which you also went there too, right? You started looking at me, which is perfect. That's so beautiful. That's what you need to do. So that's why I did my PhD in neuroscience, psychology, and philosophy. Mm -hmm. Because there's all psychology in philosophy that's, that philosophers kind of get snooty and they turn their nose up at. They don't want to look at, at anything that came from Freud or, or Jung. I mean, obviously, psychology has made huge steps since those terrible psychologists. Yeah. But and they don't ever want to look at themselves or their own soul as to what's going on there and the reasons why they psychologically want to believe in, in, in uh, monotheism in that end of the spectrum 
or, or postmodernism and nihilism on that end of the spectrum. So it's a defense so, yeah. mechanism. It is psychology exactly. because as soon as you everything turn it is. back on the person, right? As soon as you turn yeah. it back on them, immediately everything falls apart. But if you are allowed to just sit there and attack everything else and just tell everyone else that nothing means anything, that's a very mm. easy thing to do. But eventually you're going to, I mean, probably pretty quickly, you're not going to have anyone who's going to want to sit and listen to you talk yes. about that. So you will just be speaking into a beautiful echo chamber with you and some other people who also okay. have decided that. Now you know how I feel when I do this podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Kara. <laughs> well, I was going to say that's exactly what the ivory tower is. Again, you just perfectly mm. described tenure. That's why they need tenure because mm. <laughs> that's the only thing that protects them from someone realizing that they're saying absolutely nothing that has any meaning whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I, I found a nihilist joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Why did the scarecrow win a prize? Because he stood alone in his field. He stood there for years, rotting until he was forgotten. For me, it's all about the delivery of that joke in which there was nary a pause Uh, between the setup and the punchline. There wasn't. There wasn't. Not even a a small inhalation. I know. Because I'm starving myself. I'm on this fast. Oh, my God. Poor guy. I know. Uh, can we hurry this up so I can enjoy my, <laughs> my emptiness inside? Sure. So, so folks, the, to answer the question, why do I feel empty inside? You can blame Nietzsche. You can blame the terrible academics who have perpetuated postmodernism and nihilism that has now stepped into the business world. Uh, and uh, they yeah. like to say there's no truth either. So don't put any protections in place like for the EPA and whatnot and blah, 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 blah. And it's now seeped into the uh, actual White House. Uh, you have your first postmodernist nihilist in the White House, and you see what kind of anarchy that creates. It is just a defense mechanism, as Kara aptly pointed out, it is just an excuse not to be strong, not to find the truth, and not to strive to have meaning in your life. Uh, either create it if you can't find any true meaning, but I'm here to tell you there is true meaning. All you have to do is, pain and pleasure is real, folks, and all you have to do is extrapolate from there uh, that uh, goodness and pleasure and joy is a real thing you should be seeking in your life. Uh, and uh, when you seek it, it will, it will uh, reward you, so to speak. And there's a reason why coffee was invented. That gives more meaning to my life than anything. <laughs> whatever. It's the little things, man. And whatever. It whatever. is. It is. Whatever, whatever dude. <laughs> but as I said last week, it's better if you can find something permanent and endearing inside yourself, such as your own personal goodness or Plato's concept of the good, the, the very essence of the concept of goodness to focus and meditate upon and contemplate, and you too could possibly be a true philosopher as well. I would like to thank two other true philosophers, Kara Connors and Phil Lebovitz, for our discussion today. We won. Yes. You guys, Kara won, actually. Let's, Phil, let's not. I'm basking in her glory. (laughs) Yes, yes, indeed. (laughs) Thank you, Kara, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, You really uh, did help the conversation. Uh, And you are... (laughs) Yeah, you broke you broke that glass ceiling. Yes, you, you please have gave, Please have other women on the show. No, she she gave our show meaning. <laughs> she did. Women right. do bring meaning into that's a long-standing philosophical argument. Kara, that women, I, I women don't bring meaning. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Kara, I've done like oh, four hundred shows with Josh, and I've never made a penny. <laughs> and so I thought it was. I was beginning to think it was meaningless, but. You turned me around. Yes. You turned us around. She gets around. another point. <laughs> you, lift, gets, you lift us up where we belong. Yeah. 
Oh. It's a beautiful thing. It's it been is. an honor and a pleasure. <laughs> well, thanks right. very much. So uh, Kara has won the debate for today. Uh, tune in next hey. week, folks, where we will learn. We learned a little bit today, actually. So I won't, certainly we le- I won't say we won't, didn't learn anything. But tune in next week where we probably won't learn anything because Kara won't be here. And uh, we have a different guest next week. But Kara, truthfully, you are welcome back on the show anytime you like. Yeah, thank you very Absolutely. much. <laughs> and um, uh, before I, we, we sign off for today, Kara and Phil, do you have any final comments on, uh, on the show for, for today? Mm-hmm. Uh, we won. Kara <laughs> no, won. Yeah, same. Um, happy to come in. Happy to be the first female guest. Happy to win. Uh, yeah, book more females. <laughs> that's, that's my message for the day. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, it's a beautiful, war, it's beautiful. War in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> That's my message. Phil, what? your friendship brings meaning to my life. Oh, oh that was oh, nice. That was a, a late point we're going to give you for that Woo-hoo. one. That was very sweet. Kara, can I have a point? Because uh, I told you you crushed feminism. Yes, you can absolutely You're have Still losing. Point. It doesn't matter. Ah, then I got more than you, Phil. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> That's all I wanted was to win, and now I did it. <laughs> Damn it. Damn you to hell. Yeah, I mean, there might be a gap when he's not talking. We have to really time it quickly. <laughs> it's like a sniper. Definitely make fun of my bad jokes because I think we need to hang at the biggest lantern on those as possible. <laughs> Copy that. Oh. All yeah, right. they'll, they'll be plenty. Military lingo. That's right. Oh, I know. Yes, that was from the military. That's exactly where I picked that up. Ah, I want to thank Kara for her service. Yes, thank you so <laughs> thank much. You, no problem. Thank you. thank you for your service on our show. Hashtag feminism.